2: TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Get in the know, non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. My body feels good after that one. Like I'm ready to play another one. Like it's just that time of the year where you just get into the, the flow of just just going out there and playing. Like. You know, you stay in your routine, you get your mind back ready to go. With me, it's about getting my body back in line to to, to take those touches. Cause I know mentally I'm there. Like, you know, I'm checked in it. You know, I'm ready to go. And and that's just about getting my body ready to go. But I, I can take them I'm ready. That was Dalvin Cook being asked, hey, man, you're touching the ball 30 times every game here. Are you good with that? And he's like, love it. My body feels great right now. So we'll, we'll see if that continues. Before we dive into a Purple Positivity Thursday episode of Purple Daily, Declan, what have you been sipping well, on here today?
1: Speaking of getting their bodies ready to go. I mean, the Corona Hard Seltzer is the only you better, way to go. You
2: better stock up this next month. Oh, I need. We are shutting it down. Yeah, I'm
1: gonna have to. Uh, all right, and our liquor stores are part of the shutdown. I'm not sure if no, they but are, but you but, can't
2: you can't go to a restaurant and order right, a Corona Hard which Seltzer. Which is a difficulty yeah, because
1: yeah. I, when I'm at home or when I'm out, I, I do like to indulge in my Corona Hard Seltzers. I like you know, Dalvin has his 30 touches. I have my 12 packs. so I totally get where it comes from when you got to get your body ready.
2: You get 30 touches on the on the can of Corona hard yeah. seltzer
1: every time? There's a lime, you know, there's a blackberry lime, there's a cherry, there's a mango, there's carries, there's receptions, there's passes. You know, there's a plenty of different options with Corona hard seltzer because it's the only hard seltzer made with pure beach vibes. Corona hard seltzer is a tasty, spiked, sparkling water with the splash of natural fruit flavor that allows you to enjoy the moment. In each can, Corona hard seltzer has zero carbs, zero sugar, 90 calories, and is gluten-free. Relax responsibly. Corona Hard Seltzer, Spike Sparkling Water with natural flavors, imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois.
2: Football. <laughs> Whatever the playoff implications are, it doesn't matter. You get sixteen opportunities to to win in this league, and and you really have to be prepared and ready. Uh, for every single week because, uh, we know what, what can happen if you're not prepared and, uh, if you're not, uh, locked in and, and have energy. So, uh, we, 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 we've learned from our mistakes in the past and we're able to, uh, use that now moving forward and to continue to, to prepare and, and, uh, you know, be, be prepared for a 60 minute battle. Adam Thielen, a couple cliches in there. Being prepared for a 60 minute battle. 60 minute
0: battles are tough, Phil. Yeah, very, very
2: tough. There's only, There's 16 chances, though. There are 16 chances chances. to win games in the National Football League. I'm Phil Mackey. That's Judd Zolgad. Declan Goff is uh, the producer, as always. And this is Purple Daily. You can find us in audio form on Apple, Spotify, and ScoreNorth.com. And our YouTube channel. Thank you guys for helping us get over 11,000 subscribers on our YouTube channel, YouTube.com slash Purple Daily Podcast. During the season, we're giving you seven days a week. Vikings content, real quick off that Adam Thielen soundbite. So the NFC playoff picture right now: the Vikings are a half game behind the Bears for the eight spot. Seven teams get in uh, because we've uh, we've added a wild card team. So uh, those teams start with the Seahawks on the lowest rung at six and three. The Rams are also six and three, and then you get to Buccaneers at seven and three. You do have a matchup with them, so you could you could effectively sort of kill two birds one stone there, but. As you look at sort of the, the bottom rung of wildcard teams right now, Tampa, the Rams, and the Seahawks, which one of those are you smelling blood with right now? If you're the Vikings trying to climb up, which oh, one Seahawks. are you hunting? Seahawks. Is it Seahawks? The, it's the Seahawks' defense
0: is is historically atrocious. I mean, they're, they can't... <laughs> Wilson's a great player, and I get that, and it, as the Vikings saw in their Sunday night matchup, Wilson can single-handedly win games. That being said, the closer that you get... To the playoff um, uh, picture or closer to it, uh, Seattle can't stop teams. Like they just can't. They, and if Russell are, Wilson's
2: like off for two yeah. weeks or something. Yeah.
0: And he's had, and, and he has had back to back games in which he has not been himself. And part of that might be just him naturally saying, I can only do so much here, right? Like he's got to go into every game. It's not like, well, the defense is sort of bad and you're really good. No, the defense is, to say it again, historically bad. So if I'm Wilson going into games, I might be saying to myself at this point, hold on a second here. <laughs> so you want me to single-handedly get us to, let's say, 35 points, and you're going to give up at least 30, if not more. Uh, so I am hunting Seattle in a big way, and uh, I don't know that they can make the playoffs if you're just going to try and do it with the quarterback and Metcalf, and that's it.
2: When you say historically bad, are like are there things about Seattle's yeah, defense saw- that are that are I've watched them be bad, but Um,
0: I saw a statistic, a couple, I believe it was last week or the week before that. um, I think the Packers, like the year they won the Super Bowl were actually uh, as far as giving up yards, not good. And then there was a team more recently in the last few years, the Saints that might have topped that. Okay. But like they're one of the, the, they're on track to give up, I think the most yards Uh, among like top five all time something like that so
2: they are the seattle's defense is giving up an average of 30 points per game right now yeah and it's not even so dallas is giving up 32 jacksonville the jets and the lions are also giving up 30 so they're they're sort of jumbled up and tied with those other teams and as bad as the vikings defense was early in the year they've sort of at least turned it around against the division opponents i think you guys are probably right I might have overrated Seattle a little bit when I had him number one in the pick and pecking order like a month ago. I can't Packers. remember if Declan was along You're for. The I think I one had on the one top pick.
1: three, but yes, it did have the Packers as number one. At one yeah, of yeah, both you guys.
2: Come on. But um, the only thing is like if they get into a close matchup, this is, this is the ultimate Trump card. Like they're not going to play again unless they meet in the playoffs. But if it comes down to it and Russell Wilson, like, all right, we need you to bail out a bad defense, I do trust that to happen. Yeah. And so. Um, I would probably say that they are the lowest hanging fruit, but Russell Wilson is going to turn it around, and he's really, really good at football. So we'll see. If the Vikings can beat the Cowboys and and climb back to 500, this thing becomes even more real. We'll get into our purple positivity here in a second, but I want to ask you guys, with Ricky Rubio making his return to the Timberwolves (laughs) last night, the Timberwolves traded the 17th pick for a couple later first-round picks, and Ricky Rubio... Coming back. Are there any Vikings homecomings that you guys would love to see? I know Declan has one. Yes. That you'd love to see at some point here in the near future. Go oh, ahead, Dex. I would cry tears of joy if Teddy Bridgewater
1: came back. I w- I w- there would be actual tears. Like, uh, was it, I forget, was it Monty Ball when he was w- with the Broncos? It just like, but tears are oh, yeah. pouring the out there in the National. That will be me <laughs> in my apartment with my Corona hard seltzers clinging to both <laughs> well, that's, hands. That's why
2: you're drunk at that point. No, I don't I, Why, I know, why Dex? I can, Dude, they're actually, Ricky, Ricky Rubio and Teddy Bridgewater, a lot of similarities, Yes, they are. a lot of similar, super <laughs> likable, probably not as good That's as true. like as likable, that but still valuable. Right. Change that face.
1: I just think he has all the intangibles and he, and he can do it in, in that preseason. We saw it in 2016. <laughs> was we one pre- saw it. I mean, I, I liked him, too. But we saw he was ready to take in the next San step. Diego. Yeah.
2: But what is your like? I think what Judd's asking is because I agree. I would love to see Teddy back in yeah. purple at some point, too. I'd love to see Adrian Peterson finish his career in a Vikings. Oh, no, 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 no.
0: One day contract. Those stupid one day. I'm retiring as a Viking. That's
2: fine. No, I don't want him anywhere near here. But what is it that like, what is the emotional attachment to Teddy for you? Is it the, is it the injury? Like, uh,
1: well, the injury. Yeah. I mean, that, that's, that stunk, but it was just the fact that he was the first legitimate first round pick quarterback since Dante Culpepper that was turning into something. You know, I mean, I I was, I'm a big Dante Culpepper guy too. So I loved Dante and Ponder was such a big whiff, and Teddy Bridgewater was so beloved by his teammates, and you saw something brewing there, In again, in that preseason where he could throw the deep ball, and this was going to be a different type of offense. It wasn't just going to be a handoff machine. It's it, it literally is the high school sweetheart that died on prom night. That's exactly <laughs> what happened. It's it's exactly like what happened. She snapped her she, leg. She, she died in a car p- crash. She literally she died <laughs> in the car, on the way to my house. That's exactly what happened. There's songs about that. Yeah, Susie Q. Like it, it, It's exactly what happened, Actually,
2: man. there's a great uh, Chris Stapleton's new album has a full yes. song about his dog dying. Yes, which is that just is it. Oh, unsad. no, I can't do that. Dude. Yeah. No, None no, do no. dog deaths. Humans, I'm so fine. Sad. Dogs, no.
0: <laughs> no, I can't do dogs. dogs weak spot. Humans,
2: okay, whatever. I'm with John, We man. die. I, if you're ranking, like, the people and the animals, and I grew up on a hobby farm with can't horses, do dogs, cats, if you're All ranking right. the people and the animals in my life that I've been the most sad about, more than half are animals. <laughs> completely opposite for me. I Commercial I can't animals.
0: watch. The, those ones, those long ones, where, where they show all of these dogs like the suffering. Blackland? Yes, yeah, I can't watch that. Like I oh, literally, man. I can't watch it. It it <laughs> rips my heart out. So sad. I can't see like dying dogs. It's terrible. Yeah. Um, my rule of thumb in football, especially, never bring anybody back. I don't want anybody back because in football, like. Teddy's an interesting one because it was it was so sad. Um, but if you're talking about, like, Peterson or a great player from y- your past, it probably means that he had a good start there and, and potentially played, like, five years. In football, I'm done then. That, I'd bring, that's I, it. I'd bring no the, one coming back.
2: If Xavier Rhodes wants to keep playing the way that he <laughs> played the first part of the season in, in Indy, I'd bring him back tra- next year.
0: And they actually did try, and he's like, no, see you later, bye. And then... It, gone and had a good year so yeah but i mean do, do you think of a like you know in baseball okay tory comes back right and tory's i mean he's not great but i mean he's he's still a good player at that point uh in in 2015 in football i think it's dangerous because you're ordinarily so used up by that point in time that i don't think there's a lot left to give the team if you come back to
2: him yeah i think yeah like usually if you let a guy go when he's 28 or something yeah like is he, is he going to still be the same guy when he's there? Like Dante Culpepper, you had to part ways with him, right? Would it have been fun if Dante's knee wasn't shredded to have him come back to the Vikings like five years later? Yeah, but he was cooked. So I'll, I'll go with you on that one in the NFL to some extent. Um, the Randy Moss thing, like uh, I will say when Randy Moss came back and he was released 10 years ago, November 1st. So happy 10-year anniversary to one of the biggest train wreck homecomings I would need in that Vikings I- history and Feed that to my dog. The tanuchi's oh, Yeah. yeah. Is out. But as a as a Very longtime hard. professional wrestling fan, and Declan's been a professional mm-hmm. wrestling fan, there's nothing greater <gasps> than the surprise return when like when, <laughs> when when the Rock comes back after seven years in Hollywood, or when Brock Lesnar comes back after being you know in the UFC and making a run in the NFL. If if you're a true professional wrestling fan, you basically you you wade through like ninety percent crap. For the ten percent, oh my god! Return no. the Hardy Boys at WrestleMania. No joke, right? that return and like not to get really deep and dark, but that was like
1: four or five days after my mom passed. And the that Hardy Boys, was, yes, like that <laughs> WrestleMania and that pop that was like the Dude. the most pure excitement I had experienced in like five or six days.
2: Jeff Hardy it, doing his little, his little dance.
1: I literally watched it on YouTube probably like six or seven times throughout the yeah. year. But you just, just, just for a little just, pick me up.
0: But that, that describes sports, right? Yeah.
1: That's what look, we're saying. Like, yeah. we
0: watch, but but sports as a whole, we watch how many crappy games because it makes that one game special, yeah.
2: right? And so, like, people look back at the Randy Moss thing, you know, and, and I think it's, it's just sort of widely thought, oh, that was a complete train wreck and a disaster. And, yeah, like, on the field, it was a disaster. <laughs> but as a, like, if you're a professional wrestling fan mindset guy, the fact that he came back and it was like, oh, my God, that's Randy Moss's music, you know? it makes it fun. So I can't think of anybody else. I, I would like to see Peterson come back and and uh, get a couple carries with the Vikings. You guys hate that idea. Oh, yeah. If, if Bridgewater would be fun. If ownership was like completely wiped out, I would love for
1: Diggs to come back because I, I, I do Ooh, love using stuff on Diggs, but yeah. that will it will never happen if it's a Kubiak Zimmer
2: Spielman. Yeah. Man, Diggs as a possession guy in like 5 years with Justin Jefferson as the best wide receiver in the NFL. That could be a fun little thing. So, anyways, let's get to our purple positivity uh, segment of the week here, which we do on Thursdays. Let's go around the room, maybe multiple laps if Mm -hmm. we if we feel like it. There's a lot of positivity these days a lot of positivity about a 4 and 5 team right it's funny cuz we started this we started this as a way like man this is going to be a drag of a season let's 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 pump, pump it up, up, up the optimism a little <laughs> bit it now up. it's like oh they're winning every week all right go ahead judge
0: purple positivity number 1 the vikings are 4 and 5 overall but they are 3 and 1 in the NFC North after going 2 and 4 in the division in 2019 in other words they are in much better shape divisional record wise right now than they were last year, and that could be important. Again, what's the, the three and right one in the division for the Vikings?
1: Are they undefeated in the division. Two, they're two and one. No, because they lo- lost the Vikings. Yeah. Oh, right, right, right. At okay. Lambeau one. Field. Two
0: so anyway, positivity is record-wise. The Vikings in the division in very good shape. Dex,
1: uh, I'll, I'll go a little off the cusp here, and it's going to go with jerseys. So the Vikings are wearing the all-purple jerseys on prime time, or excuse me, against the Cowboys, which I believe was originally a Sunday Night Football game, right? They then moved it to 3 o'clock or, or something? No, no, it's always it been always 3 been, o'clock. Okay, but anyway, yeah. the prime time purple, baby. All giddy-up purple. I love those home jerseys. And then Mike Zimmer uh, talked about uh, yesterday on, on all the white jerseys, and Bill Parcells told him that this was a thing to do because the offense can see better. Regardless, I'm all for superstitions. Here's the clip.
2: for instance, the other night, uh, which something... I'll throw out there That's that crazy. he said I really loved your uniforms the other night. And I said why, Coach? He said, well, he, when he was a young coach, they told him that you know if you wear all white at night and you're on the road, that your offense can see the the uniforms better and you can perform better. So, you know, I thought that was kind of interesting. But those those are some, kind of, some of the things he talks about. I, I mean, love that. Me I do.
0: I don't mean to be crass, uh, but before no. my, my parents died, there, there was a point when I would talk to them on the phone where I knew that it was just time to go. Uh, and they would say things sort of like that. Hey, I love your all-white uniforms. That look. Wait, good. Hey, Bill Parcells is still. I think sound Bill, of mine. I think Bill. <laughs> I think Bill is losing. Has lost his fastball. Let's just. Say you're that. telling
2: me. I'm just saying. As uh, bye, Bill. 51, bye, when, Bill. I gotta go. When you're watching the Vikings on TV, it's a little easier to spot Justin Jefferson and Thielen running around, running their routes. I'm
0: telling you that if I'm Zim, it's at that point in time. I'm like Bill. Uh, why don't you take uh, your nap and drink a glass of warm milk and have mm-hmm. a cookie um, and retire for the night okay
2: uh, let me ask you this how many super bowls did bill parcells win with the giants you won a couple yeah and uh what color did they wear on the road in those night games during the Ooh. 80s all white probably all white yeah all, all white. white yeah coincidence and,
0: and you know what he's now recalling that as his halcyon days which is fantastic and that's when i say to bill i gotta go
2: no faith in one of the legendary coaches. Well, no. of I mean,
0: there comes a point in time where you just lose your fastball. Okay, <laughs> take that for a soundbite.
2: I like. I. By the way, I think the all-white uniforms are just aesthetically better than. I like it, the, it's all. It's kind I'm of fine with the all-white in the road, yeah. And I remember. I so I grew up watching early '90s Vikings football. A lot, a lot of all-white uniforms. The Anthony Anthony Carter '81. Yeah, I like just those. more traditional. All right, purple positivity. The Vikings, as a top ten team in the NFL, is not absurd. You guys laughed at me yesterday when I said I put them in my pigskin pecking order at number 10, okay?
0: I saw some tweets about
2: it. Did we post a clip of that? I don't know. Not yet. But but you got laughed at. You got laughed at. Okay, that's
0: fine. I mean, we weren't laughing laughing with you. you, We were laughing at
2: you. So if they beat the Cowboys and then they beat Carolina and you guys put them in your ten, just know that I was the innovator here, okay? I saw it it first, all right? No problem. Pro football focus has the Vikings. No, I won't do it just out of (laughs) principle. (laughs) There's nothing they can do. They win out. They can win a Super Bowl. I'm like, nope, they're 11. Cardinals. Cardinals. Uh, pro Football Focus has the Vikings as the 11th best rated team right now. Football Outsiders has the Vikings 10th in both offensive and defensive DVOA. Yeah, They've got them 13th overall because of crappy special teams, which is a thing. I can't disagree with that. And 538 has them now. I think they're like 12th uh, on 538, but a 36% chance to make the playoffs as of right now. And favored, basically, in all but two games. And we'll see what happens so with the Saints. Bucks, and the Saints, they're not favored. Is that right? I believe that is the case. That would case. be the, okay. Yep. And that makes that, sense. Okay, of these next three home games, the Carolina one's probably the one that scares me most if Teddy's healthy and he wants to play the revenge angle. Uh, and if Christian McCaffrey comes back for any of those games, he's got the shoulder issue right now. I don't think Dallas, even with Dalton coming back, like, it could be kind of a trap game. But, yeah, I can't tell. I don't know. Yeah. Jacksonville does not scare me one bit. Oh, I think they don't care.
0: Well, I mean, I shouldn't say that. They played the Packers fairly tough, but I still... Yeah, that Doug, was... Marone's, Doug Marone's such a buffoon. I can't get my head around the fact that they would care.
2: I also feel like Maybe sometimes I'm the wrong. Packers, like, they just sort of... Like, they might jump out to an early lead against a bad team at noon on a Sunday, and then they just sort of coast. Like, that's a classic Packers They're thing not to do. super
0: engaged, are they? No. Like, in games. No, I... They're mind wanders. All right, I'm going to go back to a calling card of the Purple Positivity Thursday segment. Justin Jefferson, okay? He is seventh in the National Football League, not among rookies or something. I'm talking about in the entire league, among everybody, with 762 receiving yards. Conversely, he is only tied for 24th with 42 receptions. Yeah. In other words, this guy is big play JJ <laughs> all over the field. And If he starts to get thrown to more, which at some point in time, either in 2020 or 21, or at some point in time, he's going to. I mean, every statistic that you see about this kid just solidifies your belief that this is a star player. And again, to be seventh in the league in receiving yards and 24th in actual receptions, to me, drives home the point that this is a special player. And two, he's had what? Four really good games? And like five games where he's played a role, but had, has yeah. certainly not been a central part. The positivity here is that the Vikings do have a star player, and I think it's only going to increase how, how much you see him eventually making big plays and getting the ball.
2: I'll give you a couple more in the Justin Jefferson statistical bin. So yards per reception among guys who've, who've uh, been among guys who've caught at least thirty passes this season, DJ Moore is number 1 at 18.9 yards per reception and then DK Metcalf and Justin Jefferson are tied at number 2 with 18.1 yards per reception. Here's another one. Catch percentage, okay? Um uh, so this is uh what percentage of targets did you catch? And Justin Jefferson's at 78%. So when you throw him the ball, now Kirk's pretty accurate for the most part. So it's, you know, it's not like he's Most of the passes thrown to him, there's a chance to catch, but that's pretty amazing. You throw 10 passes, he catches eight of them. Justin Jefferson. Dex?
1: My guy is uh, Garrett Bradbury for Purple Positivity Thursday. So Bradbury, this season, making a big improvement. His PFF grade 74.6. That is a gigantic improvement from last year of 58.1.
2: On the season, he's a 74. He's a 74.6
1: overall in 2020, according to PFF. He has not allowed a sack this year. He's only had one penalty. He's played 563 snaps. I don't have his pass-blocking, run-blocking grades, but it's a point that we shouldn't have just given up on him, and you need to take time with some of these offensive linemen. And I've been very impressed with what he's been able to do. And he's been a big reason why I think um, the offensive line is still shorn up. Like, I don't look at the uh, is offensive line perfect. And is it a top 10 unit? No. But I do think it's schematically helping the Vikings win football games this year. So, Garrett Bradbury, good Wow, you, man. how about
2: this? So, all right, pro football focus. 39 qualified centers. Garrett Bradbury, fifth highest graded center in the NFL this year. Yeah. The first round pick, that's great. Most of it run blocking. So mm-hmm, he's fair. been he's been great in the run block. He's the number 2 graded run blocking center and when you factor in pass blocking, he falls into the 20s. But wow, like but even the pass blocking is improved. Yeah. So what they're saying is he's the fifth best center in the NFL run blocking forward. <laughs> I think you'll probably take that though, especially with the approach that you've gone forward with this year.
0: Sad statement to me. <laughs> But it, it's been heartening uh, during the course of the year not to see the guards or Bradbury basically picked up and thrown backwards. Yeah. True. I know. <laughs> but, I mean we
2: saw that last year. Well they picked up Pat Elfline and threw him backwards off the off the waiver truck. <laughs> yep. now he's with the but Jets. it's been
0: it's been a positive now in the last what, four or five weeks that you're not seeing guys basically just mm-hmm. trucked.
2: I believe Bradbury didn't was it him that no, um Ezra Cleveland didn't practice yesterday. Yeah, yep. it's a little concerning. Are we going to get Drew Samia off the... No, it's, oh. an ankle,
0: it's an ankle. He'll play. I don't know, man. Those uh, are trunks. You chop down the tree. You know what? You know what? You tape it up. <laughs> you, you tape it up. You get a big old bad shot, Declan, and you go play. Okay. Like, if you played a skill position, I'd be concerned.
1: You, is Randy handing out victory Offensive
0: linemen are, are tough as nails. He will play. Okay.
2: Mm. All right. I don't know, dude. Woo! <laughs> Back to hardcore Vikings talk here in just a second. But a quick shout out to Federated Federated Mutual Insurance Company, helping business owners for over 100 years and uh, helping business owners during this pandemic year, too. We just had in the state of Minnesota four weeks of increased restrictions for many businesses. So if if you are dealing with various pandemic things as a business owner and you don't feel like you have the proper frontline protection or uh, just the the, the the proper guiding hand, Federated Insurance is here for you at their website and with in-person relationships, socially distanced or via Zoom if necessary right now. But FederatedInsurance.com. And remember, at Federated, it's always our business to protect yours. If he town. doesn't
0: play, it's time to question
2: Ezra Cleveland. You got it. I'm trying to question this Do you manhood. Want Do you want it, Ezra? Purple positivity. No, Drew no Samia. Please, no Drew Samia. The Vikings have the best skill position player set in the NFL. I'm ready to say it. And the only only team. Back it up. Yep, let's hear it. If I'm I'm missing something, let me know. The only team that would give me pause now is Tampa Bay with Antonio Brown in the mix. So Tampa Bay's got Mike Evans, Antonio Brown, and Chris Godwin as receivers. Gronk, but not the Gronk from a couple years ago. Like, he's fine. Yep. And Ronald Jones had a nice little run, 96 yards to the house. But give me Dalvin. Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. Justin Jefferson probably, if all these guys are playing at their best, Mike Evans, Antonio Brown, Justin Jefferson probably slots in second or third. But um, it all kind of depends on Antonio Brown and, and what he does the next few weeks. He's pretty good in his second game with the Buccaneers. But until he proves that he can like, be a force for the long haul, Atlanta, Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, but Todd Girdley, I, w- I, wouldn't, I wouldn't take him over. The Saints Delvin don't Cook. have
0: the depth of the Vikings, right? Because I mean, they, they've got some great players up
2: top of the yep, depth Michael chart. Thomas, but I don't Thomas, know that they Mary. have the depth, mm-hmm. and Cincinnati actually kind of sneaky with T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, uh, Joe Mixon when healthy. Yeah. Kansas City, Travis Kelsey, Tyree Kill, uh, Clyde Edwards-Helaire. But I think I take the Vikings' skill position player set: Thielen, Jefferson, Dalvin, and then you also get Irv Smith and Kyle Rudolph, reliable hands in the red zone. Am I nuts with that take? I don't think. I
1: don't think it's nuts.
2: It might be a
0: little controversial, but I don't think
2: it's nuts. I think it probably it's probably meant to be on Purple Positivity Thursday. It might yeah. not it might not make the Monday show, but I'm standing by it for now. <laughs> it doesn't pass the muster for <laughs>
0: Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, no. Friday, no. Thursday,
2: yes. Very purple much. Positivity Thursday. Yeah. Any other uh, any other Purple Positivity one. things you guys want to throw?
0: If if there w- was a National Football League award um, for bi week adjustments by coaching staffs, the Vikings win it. The Vikings win it. I'm just going to go back to. How bad this team looked in certain facets through six games. And I would argue that coaching played a role and expectations of coaching. And that I don't know that they were mismanaged across the board, but there were some like questionable decisions about how, how what the execution was going to be. And you think about these past what now? Three games. Um, and the way that this team has played and where the focus has been. Zimmer and Kubiak during that bye week, and you can't tell me that this was not the case, went back to a drawing board and came up with different plans and expectations that I think it would be foolish. I think it'd be dumb to be like, well, they just got the break and came back and played well. They're doing things, and it doesn't even have to be an overhaul, Phil, but they're doing things differently, and Kubiak and Mike, I think, need to get credit for that.
2: Agreed. Yeah, I mean... I think those guys deserved a ton of criticism, especially Kubiak early on for various things. But I think what you're seeing is two guys who've been in the NFL for a combination of like 50 years, and they know how to look at something that's not working, change the pieces around, coach things up. Right? Um, that's that. It's one thing to be a schemer; it's another thing to be able to draft talent, but. When you have to adjust those things on the fly or coach those guys up or young players on the fly, and this is probably the hardest season to do those things in the history of at least modern NFL football because you're not getting as much hands-on. You didn't get the offseason. You didn't get the preseason. Right. And so the coaching job these guys are doing without the same tools – and uh, and I would even say like the groundwork that you would be able to lay in the off season is is pretty incredible.
0: I'm going to get, give you off of that point a purple positivity Thursday statement that you might sick the hot take police on me Uh-oh. for, but I really believe let's it's yep. true. Got a little, let's get him ready. As difficult as it was to watch, and as pathetic as the performance was, I I think I think I'm going to outrun you, Copper. There's, there's so I'm fun. out running you. I'm out running you. I honestly think the Falcons game might have been the best thing that could have happened to this team.
2: Hot Take Cops is recorded on location with the men and women of sports talk. All suspects are innocent until proven guilty in Hot Take Court. Hmm. I mean, the counter argument to that is, well, that win would have them five and four right now. But you could have won six home games
0: Tennessee. My point is I think I think the the Falcons game sent you back to a drawing board that puts us where we are now. Like you realized Kirk was so bad, you couldn't keep on that track. And I think that turned it from Dalvin Cook is ultra important to what the Vikings are doing to we need to rely on Dalvin Cook. Now that could blow up as well. I'm not saying that won't, mm-hmm. um, but that game I said, why didn't you bench Kirk? The answer came: they basically just changed Kirk's role.
2: Yeah, and oh, well, and benching Kirk would have just been purely for like punishing him and yeah. sending a message because there's I'm no like that. strategic reason to bench him. I
0: don't have kids, so I'm all for <laughs> punishing people that don't do their jobs.
2: But when you when you start to look at like the full context of the season now and the three straight wins and the coaching turnaround and then you look back at the three games in question, the first two games of the year, they just got their asses kicked by teams that are pretty good, the Packers and the Colts. But then that Titans game they lose in the last minute or whatever, the Seahawks game they lose in the last second, one-point losses each, and then that Falcons game, they should have just flat-out won that game. Mm -hmm. If you give them two of those three or even one of those three, you're, you're feeling supremely confident about playoffs, and a lot of people at four and five are feeling supremely confident about playoffs. Yeah.
0: Get the yard against uh, Seattle on fourth and one at the Seahawks six, and you got that game. Buzz off.
2: <laughs> I got I'll one more. Please. Oh, all I right. got one more. Please do.
1: So since the unique Ngakwe trade, the Minnesota Vikings are three and zero, and the Ravens are one and two. So I'm just gonna. That, but that's you know that's fine. That's all indicative of Ngakwe and, and edge rushers. But DJ Wanham over the last three games, eleven pressures. That is eighth most. Over the last three weeks in the NFL. Wow. Unique Ngakwe, since being traded to the Baltimore Ravens in three games, has just two. Wow. Two pressures. Only two. No sacks. Dare I say that the Vikings didn't need a Unique Ngakwe, and they're better for it?
2: Wow. And by the way, DJ Wanham, what was he, like a fifth round pick? Fifth or a seventh like round, yeah. yeah, yeah, like round pick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes no money. And unique Ngakwe. I was here, like the idea of unique Ngakwe, I oh, yeah. was ready to pay $20 million for. Yeah. I'm fine paying pass rushers. I'm fine paying cornerbacks. I'm telling you guys, there's a story there with him, and
0: I just don't know what the story is. Hmm. Like, yeah. I mean, I, I just. The, it, the end in Jacksonville was not good. And it's not a coincidence. It's not a coincidence. It's there's something there. But I mean, you know what? Good for them.
2: Yeah. And good and for the Vikings. And, it worked. And even like with. Get with, rid of them. With, because um, if I'm not mistaken, I believe Wanham. I'd have to go back and look, but I think he played some linebacker and defensive end in college. I think he was one of those sort of hybrid nice. players. And uh, Mata Afa probably falls in that category, too. He's more of a linebacker size, but it looks like they've sort of, they've stumbled into a couple things here and Adenabo can rush the passer. And Once they, you get Hunter back, you can rotate They some can
0: develop ends. Like, they mm-hmm. do a good job. They do. They do a yeah. really good, good job of developing guys that can at least put pressure on quarterbacks.
2: Well, that's a wrap on Purple Positivity Thursday. Vikings, if you beat Dallas, you continue to make this uh, Thursday episode very easy for us to to praise you. So pre- appreciate and if the you work, don't, we're going to have to
0: work our asses off to find something positive to say about if you. If you don't,
2: we will find you and okay. we will kill all you. Purple, huh? on Thursday, all purple, huh? all purple, baby. Uh, Sunday, let me some purple. I don't like
0: the. Uh, I don't like that all purple look. Why?
2: That's just me. Um, they look like Barney the dinosaur. It makes me want to
0: throw up.
1: A
2: couple <laughs> of fun police over here. No,
0: no, no. Years. I'm with Phil. The all white on the road was great. I'm just the saying the parcels Trying to praise it is like I can see guys is like okay, but, but, if you but
2: doesn't Dallas out. oftentimes wear their white their white jerseys at home? Yes, so like yeah, they do. You have to wear something colored if you can't. I don't think you can wear your all whites in Dallas because it would just be too confusing. Like oh, You I have see to what wear a saying. colored jersey, correct? So, anyhow, that's a wrap on this episode of Purple Fashion Hunters. I'm Phil Mackey, Judd Zolget, Declan Goff. Okay. we'll see you guys tomorrow.